everyone, welcome to episode 6 of Killing and Thrilling. I'm your host, Trinity Brown, and obviously you can probably tell that I do not sound very good right now. Um, I literally just woke up like maybe two hours ago. It's currently 5.20. I didn't get to bed till like 5am, so here we are. Uh, I have a really, really bad headache because whenever I sleep way too hard, I get really bad headaches when I wake up because it's just so much pressure on my body. So, kind of really upset that I woke up so late and I went to bed so late, so... Um, I literally forgot to do research for this episode, so I did what I did last week, and I went on to Reddit... Sorry. I went on to Reddit, and I got some paranormal encounters, and like I did last time, I did write down their usernames, so, you know, all their stories will be sourced um so yeah that's basically just what i did just because it was the easiest thing to do but next week we'll be back to actual like full-length stories um i'll get a true crime story going for you guys and a new paranormal case going for you guys um so some things i just want to talk about before we get into it uh i just want to say thank you to everyone who is listening uh friends and strangers Uh, thank you so much for your support. Um, thank you for following the Instagram. If you guys haven't followed the Instagram, it's just at Killing and Thrilling Podcast. Um, and you can go follow it. Um, and thanks for everyone who's listening. There is a total of 61 plays so far, and I think that's amazing. It's not a lot, but it's something, you know, it's least, at least it's not nobody listening. So, um, the Tylenol Murders episode is actually the one that's doing the best right now, which is really cool, I guess, because that's just, like, a really interesting story, and, like, not everyone knows about it. Um, but yeah, I thank you guys so much for listening, and I know, like, the episodes, they're not, like, perfect, and, you know, I haven't really gotten to the full, um, spirit of doing research, because, like, over quarantine, I am having a lot of mental health problems, my mental health is just worsening, so doing research kind of just drags me down, but I am doing a lot better as of the last few days, which I think is incredible. Um, I don't know, I just, I, I feel like my spirits have been lifted, just today is not my greatest day, just because of my sleeping, and I really need to get that fixed and talk to my doctor about getting prescription sleeping pills, because I take over-the-counter sleep aids, and I don't think they really help, I honestly think they make me more drowsy, in the morning so but I am still here I am still recording and I am still uploading today um obviously it's late when this is going to be uploaded but it's still going to be uploaded on Sunday um which is today uh but yeah so I just wanted to give a little bit of thank you to everyone who is listening and please share this podcast with your friends with your family anyone who think they'd be interested um I know that the further I continue this podcast, the better it will become, you know, with research and with me talking, because it is kind of, I want to say it's kind of weird to, like, just record yourself, like, I'm just in a room recording all by myself, and it's kind of just, I don't know, it's kind of just strange to me, it's like recording a video of yourself, you know, it's like you're not talking to anybody, you're just talking to your phone, and, you know, it takes a while to get used to that or get used to anything. I knew this podcast was not going to be perfect right off the bat, but that's what time is for and, you know, progress. So, but I am thankful for everyone who is listening and I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys will continue on this journey with me. 
and yeah sorry to get into a little sob fest but um I don't know I just feel like YouTube wasn't really my thing just because staring at a camera and talking was just super awkward to me so I feel like maybe podcasting could be a good thing and I have a lot of inspirational um podcasters in my life that have gotten me to make this podcast and actually get to episode six you know like that's not far into a podcast journey but you know I'm still doing it and with someone with mental health issues if anyone knows how bad depression anxiety can be doing anything like this is very complicated and it's it's a very hard thing for somebody to do who just has a lot of issues going on in their head so um I hope you guys stick around and I hope you guys can just bear with me while I figure everything out and yeah so just a little bit of good things have been happening lately um other than like my mental health I started painting yesterday which I thought was really cool um I painted an Among Us painting which is that it's the video game that everyone's playing recently because I am fucking obsessed with that game it's so fun and like Every time I'm the imposter, I literally just, like, I fuck everyone over. I feel like I'm so good at lying in that game. It's so funny. Um, yeah, I painted a little painting. I have one in front of me here that I really don't like. I actually hate it. It's just, like, a sunset with, like, some clouds, and it just looks really shitty. Um, I bought paints off of Amazon from, like, a company that I've never heard of. Um, it's called Subtle Art Acrylic Paint, and I don't know. It's just... I don't really know how to paint that well so I don't know if it's the paint that's bad or if it's me or there's too much like water going into it I don't know but you know it's something really relaxing it is really stressful because I'm not the best artist you know I do have a little bit of artistic ability but it's not like great I wouldn't say that I'm excellent sorry I just hit my microphone um yeah, it's really fun. I have paint literally everywhere all over my vanity and there's just paintbrushes and paint galore all over the place and canvases all over the floor, but you know, I'll clean that up later. Um, and paper towels from wiping off my paintbrushes, all that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of fun just to like sit in here and just let my mind kind of roam free with painting. But the thing is like when it comes to drawing and painting and anything, artistic I am a bit of a perfectionist and I want it to be perfect right off the bat even though that's not how it works um nothing I do is going to be perfect right off the bat you know it takes time and it takes failure to get to a place where everything that you do is is good and even if you are an extremely good artist not everything you do is going to be perfect you know so I don't know I feel like I'm just like dragging on like sob stories right now it's probably because I just don't feel well like I have a headache so um but yeah I don't have that many uh paranormal encounters to read today just because it was literally like four o'clock in the morning when I put these into a document because I I realized I was like oh shit I have to upload tomorrow and I know that I'm gonna probably be sleeping until really late because I went to bed really late so I kind of just read through a few really quickly and put them in so bear with me for the the short um episode today I don't know if it's going to be short or not, but, um, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and next week we'll get a good true crime story going. Um, I'm going to look for a really interesting one and maybe one that not everyone knows about. Um, that's what I'm kind of deciding whether I want to do like all the notorious ones like Ted Bundy and, um, 
John Wayne Gacy and the Unabomber and stuff like that and um, Son of Sam, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to do like the more famous true crime stories um, and the more famous paranormal stories first or if I want to do like like the ones nobody knows about first or like a mix of both, you know, maybe do like Ted Bundy and then do like one that no one's really ever heard of. Um, because there's a wide variety of, of horrible things that people have done in the true crime world and there's like a variety of paranormal places in the world. So, you know, um, yeah. So, and I have decided that if, because with paranormal, there's not that many, like, because whenever I look up paranormal stories, like, I can't find good sources for these stories. Um, so if I can't find one for a paranormal week, then I will put up another true crime one, which I feel like no one has a problem with. Um, so if you do see two, uh, true crimes back to back, it's just because I couldn't find a good paranormal story to do for that week. And I don't want to keep going through Reddit and finding, you know, people's encounters, which I probably shouldn't be doing anyway, but, um, it's just an easy thing to do because I don't have a big I don't have a following for people to tell me their own encounters so but yeah so enough of me talking let's get into the encounters all right so I do not know what these encounters entail because I kind of just briefly skimmed through them so I could go to sleep so um we'll see we'll see what they're about we'll see what happens so this story comes from user 192335 so it starts like this I've always been fascinated with ghosts and haunting since I was young, but never really believed that ghosts really ex- exists. I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic by nature and always been a show-me type of person. About 15 years ago, I was a bartender at a veterans for at a veterans of foreign wars. Uh, I had heard the usual stories of of the ghosts that supposedly had occasionally moved things around. I didn't really pay much attention to them. The veterans hall was used for meetings and for funeral services for veterans. There was a large dance floor which had sliding doors dividing it from the bar area. After closing one night, I was wiping out the sink and had my head down. All of a sudden, out of my peripheral vision, I saw a person step off of the dance floor. I started to say, oh, you just scared the hell out of me, when I realized nobody was there with me. I quickly looked up to see a man, about 6'2", standing three feet away from me. He was wearing a full dress uniform, looked to be about in his late 50s, and had a military issue, had military issue black rimmed glasses on his face. He was paying no attention to me, and was intently staring at the, at the front of the door if he was urgently waiting for someone to walk through it. As soon as I realized that 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 was an apparition he just dissipated into the air i stood there for a few moments in utter disbelief trying to convince myself that there was a logical explanation when it finally hit me i was going to accomplish that i grabbed my purse wait what when it finally hit me that i wasn't going to accomplish that i grabbed my purse and keys and ran to my car to this day i still see him like it just happened wow that's really creepy I mean, like, that would make sense for someone like me who believes in the paranormal, um, and not everyone does, but you are in a bar that does help, like, hold funeral services, so, like, if their casket's in the bar and their body is in the casket, then it does make sense, and especially if it's, like, a veteran, you know, they're in a place that's kind of familiar to them, the place that will have other veterans and other stuff that 
is kind of relating to their life because I've been in a veterans bar before because my dad was in the military and the the legion where he would where all the veterans would go to have a drink um was right next to my doctor's office so if I'd be in the doctor's office my dad would be at the legion and I would go in there afterwards which I I wasn't allowed to be in there but because my dad was in there I could go in there um but yeah like it's the same thing in all veterans bar there there is a dance floor and I'm not sure if in this in in this legion there was a place to hold funeral funeral services but there was a dance floor and stuff like that um and I loved being in there um the bartender was this like kind of woman in like her 50s 60s she was really nice she gave me coffee um and I like the veterans would like talk to me and then my dad um would show me pictures of his friends who um uh died in combat and that made me really sad because my dad was really sad he was like showing me the pictures on the wall um of all the the men who had died in combat um and he was like yeah that's my buddy and that's my other buddy and that's my other buddy they all died in combat so thankfully my dad uh never never went into combat because uh every time he he was meant to go overseas me and my brother were born so but i do have my dad's uh, dog tags like hung over my head right now so I begged him for them, and he said no, and then he sent me a package, and his dog tags were in there, so I think that's pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty creepy. I would expect that to happen in a place, um, where funerals are held. So. Alright, so this comes from user The Majulian. The Majulian. Because I have dyslexia, I look at it, and it looks like it says the marijuana, but it doesn't. Okay. Uh, so when I was really young, like four or five, I went to get a drink of water before bed. I got my drink and put the cup on the table and turned around to return to my room, but I froze. I saw a man standing in our living room. He was in a navy blue uniform, just standing perfectly still. I don't remember much of his face, except he looked to be in his 20s with dark hair and a white cap. Oh, he's a navy man. Sorry, I need to have a drink of water. Sorry. Um, I had really bad social anxiety, so I was always nervous around strange adults, but for some reason he didn't frighten me. I just kind of accepted that he was there and went to bed. I forgot about it until like 10 years later when my mom and I were talking about ghost stories. I didn't know it at the time, but there was a military base in that city, which I learned only a few years after moving from that area. Aha! So you had a Navy man in your, in your house. Interesting. That's really funny that I had, I had two stories back to back about military personnel ghosts that people are seeing that's interesting he was in your house maybe that maybe like on that military base like your house was built like in the homes on the military base because maybe he had to live um in a pmq on the military base and that was his home and he was like where am i why does it look so different this is my house so he was probably confused why you were there and you were probably confused why he was there you know but because you weren't scared of him that means he was a good presence especially if you have social anxiety around adults at that young of an age but you're not scared of this man just standing in your house which means he's a good spirit and he's like protecting you um okay the next one comes from user jlo underscore 1977 uh, less than a year ago, I saw a full-on person, or it looked like a person, walking through my family room. Strangest thing ever. I thought it was my stepson. Couldn't figure out why he ignored me. 
bracket. I had just gotten home from work and was standing in the entryway. The person was just down a small flight of stairs, walking past the door. Close bracket. Then, when I saw my stepson come up, come upstairs a little bit later, I noticed that he, was, he wasn't wearing the clothes I had seen on the person earlier. Asked if he had changed into his clothes. Nope, he hadn't. Then I realized what I had seen was a much older man, slightly shorter than my stepson. What I saw... I don't know, but it did scare me. We no longer live in that house. As you should. That's really weird. The The thing is, it's like, at first I kind of thought, like, maybe that was, like, a, a doppelganger experience, which just fucking frightens the shit out of me. Doppelgangers are super fucking scary. Um, funny doppelganger story, but not really doppelganger story. I have had about five people text me asking me if I was at a certain place when I wasn't like people like one time um I was like like a maybe like a year ago or like two years ago I was on Bumble and this guy like I matched with he texted me he was like hey were you at this bar last night and like I think I was 18 at the time so I obviously wasn't legal um uh in Ontario so I was like no uh, I wasn't there and he was like oh my god I literally saw you there like I saw a girl that looked exactly like you and I was like that's strange and then another guy that went to my high school uh he played on this football team for our high school he texted me he's like yo were you here last so sorry uh my alarm went off and it stopped the recording so um i'm trying to fix my microphone right now so hold on for the technical difficulties while i play with this microphone trying to all right i hope that that's okay um anyways back to what i was saying so this guy from my high school he texted me he's like yo were you here last night and i was like nope that wasn't me he was like i swear to god i saw you there um and then like a few other people had texted me saying like i saw you here blah 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 and then i was like that wasn't me so there's some some girl that lives where i live that looks exactly like me and i really want to meet her so i don't know but then i've had people saying that like showing me pictures of a girl that looks like me that looks like nothing like me so i'm like Y'all don't have any perception of what I look like, do you? Like, I don't know. Um, alright, so, let's get to the next story. So this comes from user Zoe Durant1601. So, she says, I believe in spirits of loved ones visiting after after they've passed away. I've had vivid uh, visitation dreams and have heard my nan talking to me after she passed away. Anyway, two years after she passed... Oh, anyway, years ago, I was promoted. I was nervous and emotional on my interview day, as it was my nan's first birthday since her death. Uh, long story short, I got the job. Good job. Congratulations. Uh, later that night, I went to bed, and I was laying there thinking about how proud I was and that how I had done it. I closed my eyes, and only a minute later, I felt a soft kiss on my cheek and heard the words clever girl whispered in my ear. No one was there, and I looked around my room and felt happy and that I had just, I had made a loved one proud that day. Oh, that's so sweet. It was your nan being happy for you. Oh, that gave me chills. Could you imagine, like, feeling a kiss on your cheek but no one's there and then hearing the words clever girl or hearing something like that? That's really sweet. I really like that. Uh, okay next story comes from user kit 10 cat 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 castro 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 it's but really weird i don't know if it's kit 10 cat astro or kit 10 cat 
as Castro. I can't fucking read. My dyslexia is out of control. All right. So that says, my mom went out of town for a week about a 16-hour drive. Just a couple of months before that, she had bought a home. She had she had brought home an old box of uh, an old box TV, one of those big bulky ones that weighs a ton and the remote's what? And the remote was lost ages ago, but you had to get up and push the buttons. After a few days of having the TV, it would randomly turn itself on and off. I always had paranormal experiences in our house, but they were almost always just the feeling of something watching me. Later, I began to hear hear what sounded like heavy footsteps in our attic. Oh god, no, get out of there. Uh, which was odd because our attic was very small. Um, was a very small thing that with not much room to walk around and the ceiling was maybe four feet above the floor of the attic um more of a crawl space really well anyhow my mom leaves town to go see some relatives and immediately the first night i begin to hear what what sounds like something walking around above me in the living room i try to ignore it and finish watching whatever show on adult swim at the time then I started to hear the floor creak in the kitchen, and I know exactly where you have to stand to make the floor creak because at the time, I had been living there for at least a decade. My dog is sleeping next to me, and I keep nudging him to wake him up, and then suddenly the TV turns off. He stirs, he stirs, awakes and looks at, he stirs awake and looks into the kitchen, seemingly at nothing. I go to turn the TV on, and then I start getting that overwhelming fe- feeling that I'm being watched again, and then the TV shuts off again. See, the thing is, the TV is never shut on or off at timed intervals. It was always random. My mom had wrote it off as something, some electrical issue since it was an old TV, old as in the 90s. So I turned it back on and then wake up my dog again and sit down to pet him for a while when out of nowhere, right in front of me, I hear the cat meow. Hear a cat meow. I flipped out. We didn't have a cat and then the sound was coming from nowhere right in front of me and my dog. Um... And then my dog jumped and looked to where the sound was coming from. Then the TV turned itself off again. I never went to sleep that night and continued to hear the floor creaking through the house as if it was someone just pacing back and forth. The next day, I packed a bag and went and stayed at my best friend's until my mom got back. After after that, if my mom ever went on another trip, I made sure that I had company or went to another friend's house. The TV never stopped turning on and off during the daytime, but mostly at night. Um... And it always happened when I was in the living room. Not once when I was sleeping in my room, right across from the living room, did it ever turn off or on. Only when my mom and I were in front of it. Still gives me creeps to this day. That's really creepy. Like, it only happens when, like, you're in the living room. Like, you were your mom or there's, like, somebody in the living room. Like, it wants you to know that it's there. Like, if you're in your room not paying attention to it, or you're, like, sleeping it like doesn't happen but then like when you're there like in front of it it like wants you to know that it's there which I feel like is really scary because it's like it's making itself known either it's making itself known to let you know that like it's there and it's protecting you or it's making itself known because it wants to scare the living shit out of you um which is just absolutely frightening nothing like that has ever happened to me but that's really creepy uh, okay, this comes from user ghostwall underscore. Um, okay. I was at home celebrating with with my best friend. What? I was at home celebrating with my best friend 12 years ago. And due to some shit I did, my dad grounded the shit out of my ass. I relate. 
no birthday party, and no presents. Aww. And I need to tell something about where we live. Um, I think this person is not fluent in English. It's in Brazil, the capital, the capital nonetheless. And around the winter, we usually have very hot and dry weather resulting in some forest fires. It's kind of normal, even though some areas, what? Even though some are actually human activity, there are some that are natural as well. And my birthday is in November. And normally by the end of September, we have rainfall nonstop. That's actually how we had that's actually how we have a colder summer it gets really humid anyhow me and my friend were playing video games and something weird happens the whole block gets surrounded by smoke like sulfur um which is which is weird by november it's normally one of the big fires and it gets really big and uncontrollable for a few days but that would have been impossible the news was quiet no signal of any big forest fires anywhere close we as kids didn't think too much about it and just closed the door that leads to the porch and kept on playing and let me tell you i live in a six-floor building and the porch has a safety net it has big biggish glass doors and since we were sleeping on the couch and we could see everything outside the window even though the smoke blocked most of our visibility back to the story at some point of the night we just fell asleep i was sleeping directly to the porch and about sometime in the middle of the night I woke up to see someone standing on my porch just outside the glass door and due to either being on the second floor the porch had a safety net as did all the windows in the apartment there was no way anyone normal could climb it and pass through the net without cutting it and let me tell you I was terrified I remember wanting to scream so bad for help for my mom which was about 15 feet from us but something made me froze it made me freeze um, yeah, I don't think this person is fluent in English, which is fine. I'm just trying to decipher what they're trying to say. Um, I couldn't muster a word. It felt as if the thing was just trying to toy with me, seeing me completely in disrepair as it watched me not even being able to cry for help. I am not sure how long it must have watched us, though I know it must have been for a lo- for long. However, it felt like it was hours. When I went away, my mother, who was really sweating from the heat, having one of the main points of air circulation in the house closed off, came running and opened the door. I guess must have must have said to her, don't because whatever was out there. Oh, I guess I must have said to her, don't because of whatever was out there. But then she opened it and there was nothing. No man, nor smoke. Which was a lot, by the way. The next morning, I walked with my friend and he said he saw it too and was completely frozen and couldn't speak or move. Well, that's it. Sorry for the long story. I don't even know how to think about that. Because, like, they're in an apartment building, obviously. So how could someone get on the porch without being in your house? That's some definitely some paranormal shit. Or maybe the smoke was getting to your head. But you said there was no smoke outside. Like when your mom opened the door. Suspicious. Um, okay. I'm going to take a quick break from the stories and I will be right back, which is no time for you guys at all. I literally just have to hit record again. All right, back to the story. Oops. Okay. 
So this comes from user elvinastronaut96. So I used to live in Orange, Virginia, USA, in the middle of nowhere, rel relatively close to Civil War battlefields. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to go into all of them right now, but here's one. The very first encounter I had when I was about seven years old. Bracket, we moved there when I was about six and a half. Close bracket. I was walking out of the front door in the middle of the day to go to the go get the mail. As I was going down the steps, I noticed there was a little girl around my age across the street. She was standing and staring vacantly out to the road with puffy sleeves and a pink sash around the middle. Had medium length golden curly hair and was wearing a matching white bonnet with a pink ribbon on it. I think her shoes were white too, but the dress was too long to notice. I didn't remember seeing a face because the angle she was at. When I saw her, I thought to myself, oh neat, a new kid moved into the neighborhood. I should introduce myself. And then I looked down to wipe my mouth since I had just been brushing my teeth and thought I may have toothpaste there. When I looked back up, she was gone. A few days later, I was talking to the neighbor kids, the neighborhood kids about what I had saw, and they finished my description and said that they had seen her too. But sometime, but sometime comes she sometimes comes to play in their yard then disappears as if someone tried to get if someone tried to get close that's a ghost girl and i just want to know like what year this was because like of the clothes she was wearing because like you said you were like seven so i feel like seven-year-olds could wear what she was wearing but like she was wearing like a long dress with a bonnet and a sash so, depending on the year, and, yeah, I don't know. But disappearing, if someone tried to get close to her, is probably what would make her a ghost. And she's just standing there alone on the other side of the street, like, staring into nothingness. That's kind of creepy. Alright. Okay, so this comes from user Twiggy underscore. This is my cousin's story, not mine, but it still fits. My dad's side of the family lives in East Tennessee. Oh, I remember when I was going to move to Tennessee. <laughs> uh, my grandparents' property is a 110-acre farm, mostly grown over with trees and underbrush. About 100 yards from the house, bracket, still in the property, is an abandoned cemetery. Oh my god. I would not want to live there. The oldest dated grave is from 1904. However, there were all kinds of mossy stones marking graves that are much older. It's pretty grown over at this point with trees and underbrush, but you can still walk through it. But you can still walk around in there. And the easiest way to find the graves is to see where the ground has sunk in. Bracket. In some places, the ground has sunk in at least a foot. Close bracket. Needless to say, it's pretty creepy. A couple years ago, wild wildlife services were out on the property tracking down wild boar that had just been seen in the area oh my god sorry i'm messing with my document uh had just been seen in the area and the officers bracket or whatever the property proper title is for them close bracket had night vision goggles and thermal scope rifles it was starting to get dark but you could still see you could still mostly see so my cousins my cousin was out there checking out either the goggles or the scope. He was by the cemetery and looked over to see the heat signature of a guy smoking a cigarette with, a, with his foot propped up against the tree in the middle of the cemetery. He thought it was one of the officers, so he called out to him, but the person didn't respond. He lowered the scope and goggles and nobody was there. 
where he had been looking. He was confused, wondering where the guy went. He looked through the scope and goggles again, but the guy was still there. He doesn't believe in the paranormal stuff, but that had him creeped the fuck out. That would creep me the fuck out, too. It's like um, in the movie The Spiderwing Chronicles when you, when they get that little stone and they can see all the little goblins trying to kill them, but then when you take the stone down, it's not there. That's really creepy. But he's looking... I don't know if his... But his scope and goggles is thermal, so... That would make sense. Alright, I think this is the last story. So this comes from the user, uh, the Duck Buddy. When I was 20 years old, I worked at an assisted living facility. It was a big three-story building with 50 folks living in there. It had a pager system to let you know what room or corridor to go to if someone needed help. And everyone who worked there was required to have one. It went off consistently. Usually, oh my god, sorry. Usually, though, since I was just a server in the dining room, I rarely got asked to run up to help someone. One day, I was folding napkins in the dining room after dinner service. Bracket, there was a dining room for residents, close bracket. When I got a beep on my pager, third floor, west hallway, it said. I figured someone else was going to take care of it since it was after dinner and the staff was helping the folks. A minute or two goes by and the pager goes off again. I asked my coworker if I should go up and check since I had just been finishing folding napkins and had a few minutes. He shrugged and decided to go check since, well, you never know, and I would help someone. And I and I would hope someone would go up and help my grandparent or parent. Should they have what? Should they have made it to one of those places? I'm in the elevator, and yet again, another page. Third floor, west hallway. I get off the elevator and make my way around the corner, expecting to possibly see one of the residents on the ground. Instead, I see an old man standing in the window, standing at the window at the end of the hallway next to the stairwell. As I walk towards him, he, he turns around. Note that he was in his mid to late 60s, silver hair, red and black pla- plaid shirt, and and worse jeans with and wore jeans with suspenders and his glasses were slightly off balance. Excuse me, sir, but is there anything I can help you with? I asked. I got a page to come check this hallway, I told him. He smiles, says, No thanks, I no longer need help. Suddenly he walks right through the closed door to the stairwell. I literally ran back to the elevator, go downstairs, go out back for a smoke. As I sit down, some coworkers see me shaking and asked me why. I showed them my pager and told them that I tell them what had just happened. None of them received a page at that time. As I was describing the man, my coworker drops his glass he was holding. Did he have suspenders and black glasses with cracked lenses? He asked. Yeah, I exclaimed. My coworker just sits down right where he was standing and starts rocking back and forth. Apparently, the man I had been summoned to help had passed away one year ago to the date, and that coworker was the one who found him while he was checking in. Aw, that's really sad. Uh, he used to sneak downstairs to smoke, and it would always set off the alarms. Always right after dinner. That was the only second creepiest thing that ever happened to me there. Damn. That's really creepy. Um, and really sad. I don't even know if I would continue working after that. Like, he found him. That guy found him. Passed away. Uh, Alright guys, that was the last of those encounter stories, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I hope you guys liked today's episode. I have no idea how long this episode was, because I 
have to do these in multiple parts because I have to stop and like take a break um and I was interrupted a couple minutes ago so uh but I hope you guys enjoyed um like I said I will be back with full-length stories next week for a true crime story uh go follow the Instagram for this podcast which is at killing and thrilling podcast um and if you guys have any stories you would like me to cover please send me a dm on there um and i will do some research and look into it if you have your own personal encounter or paranormal stories um sorry true crime or paranormal stories please send me a dm there um i will be making an email at some point for the podcast you can email me them but for now you can just dm me on the instagram and yeah so hope you guys enjoy and hope you guys have a good day or night wherever you are in the world And remember, trust nobody and don't summon demons. Goodbye.